Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast, episode 615, coming out on January 8th, 2023. I took a few weeks off, but I am back. I took some time off for the uh, Christmas and New Year's holidays, but here we go with yet another episode. So this time, I am going to talk a little bit about competing and training with your small guns, your small concealed carry guns. First of all, thank you for listening and supporting. For those of you who support this show on Patreon and on the Shooters Club, I thank you. No sponsors right now at this time. In fact, I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to bring on sponsors um, anymore onto this show. I'd like it to be listener-supported. So, for more good shows like this that have never been aired before, please go over to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash handgunworld. Okay, let's talk a little bit about competing with your concealed carry guns. A couple weeks back before the Christmas holiday, I went to a competition match, AASA, which is American Action Shooting. It's a local club. It's not a nationwide club. But you could do this with IDPA or USPSA. So why do it? Why compete with your small concealed carry guns? So I want to talk a little bit about that. I think it's very important. First of all, I noticed an interesting phenomenon when I did that. My score was the same as competing with a large gun. It's amazing. I I couldn't believe it when I got done. I shot my P365 and my P365 XL. Now at the time I did not have the Wilson combat grip modules on these. Um, I recently went to just a public range a square range just because I wanted to test out the feel and the function and everything of these two guns with the Wilson combat modules. I really do like these grips. Uh, I may eventually upgrade even a little bit further to some slightly better grip modules, but if you want to change the grip on your P365 series gun and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, the Wilson combat is an excellent upgrade. It really is. I can get a whole lot better grip on the gun. I get a better... um, The reason I get a better grip is because the undercut that they did under the trigger guard is a whole lot better than what SIG does from the factory. I just think it's a little bit better. It's a little deeper. It's a little wider. And not that SIG has a bad grip. One thing I like uh, and that I don't like about the... The Wilson Combat, these are very, the the texture is much more rough. So if you're going to carry this gun without a t-shirt, you might want to stick with the factory grip that that SIG puts out on the 365s, the 365XLs, the um, 365X Macro, and so forth. Because it's a smoother grip. You can still get a good, you know, you can still grip it well for shooting it, but it doesn't. it's not going to be as rough. But if you're going to do something like train or compete and you want, you want that gun to sit in your hand and not move, I'm telling you what, the Wilson Combat Grip Modules are the way to go for a low price. Now, if you want to spend more money, I've been looking at the Icarus Precision. 
Uh, and some of the people, some of my followers on Facebook told me to check out the Icarus Precision. Yeah, I checked it out, and boy, the price is high on those. I, I didn't physically check it out. I didn't buy one and put it on my gun, but when I saw the price, I thought, ooh, okay. All right, I'm going to have to wait a while until that fits into the budget. So for now, I'm just going to keep shooting these. Next week, Saturday, I'm going to shoot these two again, the P365 and the 365 XL. And it's just amazing. I, I You know, these little guns, they shoot well. Now, this is not meant to be a commercial because I'll tell you what. You know what the most accurate concealed carry gun is that I own? It's the Glock 42. That thing is insanely accurate, or at least I can shoot it extremely well. That little Glock 42 is just attack driver. And yeah, I know it's only a 380, but you know, when I can put five rounds into the size of a quarter at 10 yards, I don't care if it's a 380, uh, it's, it's effective. Okay, maybe I exaggerated a little bit. One inch group. Okay, but say, I, I, you know, those are, they're really, really good. And I got nothing bad to say about a Glock 42. But go out and compete. It's important that you either practice, train, or compete. And I would say train. You know, go take a class. When Ben and I were teaching a lot of Beyond Concealed Carry classes, I remember several students showed up with a P365. One of them came with a P365 XL. And what a great idea to come and train. And they came through a weekend two-day class, and they shot it. Now, I also recently had a chance to shoot a Shadow Systems CR920. I went to a local range. I rented one, a Shadow Systems CR920, and I took both of my P365s with me. Okay, so here's a brief review that I want to do on that. The P365 is... I would say, compared to the Shadow Systems CR920, I'd say the P365, the way it shoots, is about the same. The Shadow Systems CR920, I do not like the trigger on that as much as I like the trigger on my P365 guns, especially the straight trigger. I like the straight flat trigger that SIG puts on the P365 XLs and the P365 X. I like the straight trigger, the long flat straight trigger. The CR920, the trigger press to me felt like it was not as smooth. However, the gun ergonomically and the way it felt and the way I could control recoil, it was a lot better with the CR920. A lot better. And I think the sights on the CR920 are slightly better. I think the grip is slightly better than a P365. Even the 365 with the Wilson Combat Grip Module, I still don't think. Now that I've had a chance to shoot the CR920, I still don't think that the grips are as good as the CR920. Shadow Systems really nailed it. They, they really did. They, the only thing is, is the trigger. Um, I just was not able to control my trigger press with that gun as well 
as the P365. And when it comes right down to it, the most important thing, in my opinion, is can you press the trigger, not let the gun move or the sights move, don't pull the shot, and make a good quality hit. And I can do that better with my SIG guns, with my P365s. Of course, I've shot multiple thousands of rounds with the P365s by now. I have not with a CR920. I only shot 50 rounds through the CR920. So this is not a 100% fair comparison because I have a lot more time invested in the SIG guns. And, you know, like I said, I recently went to competition match and shot five stages with each gun. I have not done that with the CR920. I did do that with my Glock 43X. And I have to say, for the price... I would say the Glock 43X might be the better deal. I've seen those for $459. And if you can pick up a Glock 43X for $459, especially the MOS version, if you want to put a red dot on or, a, or an optic on it, I would say that's probably a really good deal. You know, the Glock 43X just feels like it's made for my hand. It's almost like they took an impression of my hand. And then they built the Glock 43X around the impression of my hand. I don't know why. I don't know why. But the Glock 43X ergonomically seems like the best feeling gun to me of any of the small guns out there. Compared to the 365, compared to the CR920, compared to the Hellcat. I've compared them all. For some reason, my hand just slides right onto that Glock 43X. And, you know, it also seems like the grip angle of the Glock 43X is not quite the same as the grip angle of a full-size Glock. It seems like it's less. I know it's not less. I know the angle is not less. But to me, it feels less. I'm not quite sure why, but... I would say if you could pick up a, a, a Glock 43X for $459 like I saw at a local gun shop recently, I would say you got to do it. Uh, if, if you're in the market. The other cool thing about the Glock 43X is you can, you can get larger capacity magazines, not from Glock, but you can get them and test them and see if they're reliable. Now, Ben Branham, he let me borrow... His 15-round mag and his 17-round mag for the P365 guns. <laughs> That's sweet, I got to tell you. That was sweet. He let me borrow those at the competition match. And uh, I'll tell you a really good concealed carry setup is my 365 XL with a 17-round mag magazine in it. That's excellent. I'm not too much interested in the P365 macro. Uh, I had a chance to shoot one of those. I just don't, I don't want the compensation on the slide for a concealed carry gun. If I'm going to go out and have a range toy and, and you know, have a fun gun to shoot, then I, I guess a compensated gun is probably good. But, you know, for concealed carry, I'm just not a big fan of that yet. I, I just think that just a regular pistol for concealed carry is the best for me one of the negatives i found when i was shooting my 365s 
in competition. Uh, I wish that I wish that the 365 did not have the accessory rail. With the 365 XL, okay. With the Macro, okay. I wish the little 365 did not have an accessory rail. Um, my thumb kind of digs into the accessory rail, my weak hand thumb. It's one thing I didn't quite like too much about it. And it's very small. Man, the 365 is just very small. Even with the Wilson Combat Grip Module, it's just very small for my hands. A little bit too small, probably. For my hands probably a little bit too small that's why I like a Glock 43x because it's not too small that's why I like that and in the 365 XL that's not really too small either I like that little bit longer barrel length of the 365 XL and the Glock 43X just seems longer. I'm not quite sure if it is or not, but it just seems seems like a little bit bigger small gun. <laughs> and that's something else I want to talk about here. I am not a big fan of taking a small gun and making it big. I'm not. I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode. I'm not a fan of taking a small gun and making it big. People get these small guns, you know, like they'll get a little uh, Glock 48, I mean a Glock 43 or something like that. The regular one and then they'll start putting all these magazine extensions on it and this and that and you know why make them so big if you want a big gun get a big gun i just mentioned that the 365 xl is really cool with my 15 round mag excuse me the one i i, I borrowed from ben branham the 15 and the 17 round mags but i wouldn't carry it that way I wouldn't carry it with a 15 or 17 round mag. For competition, it's great because it gives me the capacity, the extra capacity for competition, which really comes in handy. It's really nice. But for concealed carry, it's too big. Putting these large magazines into these small guns, it turns them into a big gun. And I don't want a big gun. If I have a small gun, I want a small gun. If I want a bigger gun, I will go carry and, and use one of my bigger guns so i'm a fan of keeping a small gun the same size maybe just a tad bigger like for example the difference between the 10 round mag and the 12 round mag on a p365 it's not that much of a difference okay the 10 round and the 12 round the 10 rounds kind of cool especially the one with the extension on it because it still allows me to get all my fingers on the grip. But it keeps the gun small and light. You know, that's the other thing. Think about this. If you got a gun with 10 rounds of 9mm and then you stick a 17 round in there, well, you're adding a lot more weight to the gun. Those extra 7 rounds, believe it or not, you're going to add some weight. Plus the size of the magazine is adding weight. And it's turning the small gun into a big gun. And that's not what I want. I want to keep it a small gun. So my favorite setup for ultimate concealment is my P365 with either the 10 round magazine that has the extension, depending on how concealed I want to be, or the 12 round mag. The 12 round mag, you know, it's got that base plate that is a little bit more extended than the 10 round. 
but it keeps it a small gun and keeps it a relatively light gun. Now my Glock 42, if I really want to get super light and super concealed, that's the gun right there. And I got some pretty good hot loaded 380 ammo. And with, with pretty good hot loaded 380 ammo, I feel comfortable with the Glock 42 if I have to go to a small gun. Now, for larger guns, I'm totally sold on the Shadow Systems pistols. And I, I just think, yes, they're a fancy Glock. Let's just call them what they are. They're a fancy Glock. But Shadow Systems, in my opinion, perfected the Glock. I think they're the only manufacturer of the Glock clones that perfected the Glock straight out of the box without any modifications. You don't need to modify a Shadow Systems gun. You don't need to trade, uh, change out any grip modules. I don't even think you could do that if you wanted to. I don't. You don't need to. You don't need to modify the grip. Nothing. I think it's fine just the way it is, out of the box. The sights are fantastic. The weight and the balance ratio and, ev and everything is fantastic. I like the. If you get an elite version of the Shadow Systems guns, whether it's a CR or whether it's the uh, MR or DR, if you get the Elite version, the slide is lightened. They got nice lightning cuts in the slide, and that just makes a huge difference, making a better balanced gun. So anyway, back to why you should train and carry with your concealed carry guns. You got to get proficient with them, folks. Uh, you just do. You know... When, when the stink hits the fan, and I hope it never happens to anybody listening to this show, including me. I just, you know, the more I think about it, I just, I don't ever want to have to use my gun on another person. That's just not what I want to do. Just, it's just not. And I will, if I have to. If, if that situation arises, and I have to do that... Trust me, I will, and I know what I'm doing, and I've trained for many, many years, but I don't want to. But this is why you should practice and train. And we know what's really cool is most competition leagues, they have a division for bug guns, backup gun is what that means. They got a division for that. So when you compete, you're competing against other people that have little tiny guns. You're not competing against the big race guns. That's what's really cool. If you go to a class and you got a little backup gun and, and you have a worthy instructor, I'm pretty sure the instructor will take that into consideration. And actually, probably the instructor, if they're like me, they will appreciate the fact that you have the guts to come to the class with your little Glock 43 or your little P365 or the little Springfield Hellcat, you know, or the little Walter PPS or what it is, whatever the little tiny gun is that you're carrying, even your J-frame revolver. The instructor should appreciate that and welcome that. And probably think that, hey, this, this person here, now here's a person that is serious about their Second Amendment rights, really serious, and their self-defense rights because they want to get as good as they can with the gun 
that they're likely going to have with them when the stink hits the fan and you got to save your life. That's the best gun. The best gun in the world is the one that you have with you at the time something goes down. Would you agree? That's the best gun. Because a gun you left at home in the safe, I don't care what size it is. I don't care the quality. I don't care about the caliber, the sights, the grip, nothing. I don't care about any of that stuff. Because that gun is of not much use to you because you left it home in the safe. And it's not with you when you need it. I don't care if it's a $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 masterpiece. If you don't have it with you, it's really not worth much other than a conversation piece, a range toy, and a source of having fun. I hope you understand that point. Uh, in the last episode that you listened to when I interviewed Matt Krosick, I told him that I wanted to bring him back so that he could give us his methodology on training with only a box of ammo practicing and training with only 50 rounds of ammo not all of us can afford tons and tons of ammo i get it some of us can barely afford to buy the guns that we have if you're like me you work within budgets the ammo's got to be within your budget so if you only have a few boxes and when you go to the range you only want to take one box of ammo but you want to get some quality practice um Tune in to the next interview that I do with Matt Krosick. I think you're going to really like that. I have some ideas also, and I'm going to put those on my Patreon page. So for those of you who are members or those of you who are about to support me for $3 or $6 a month, you will get to hear that because a little bit later this week, I'm going to record what I think that you can do with just one box of 50 rounds of ammunition. But for all of the public to hear, I'm going to interview Matt Krosick again from Mitten State Firearms. And I'm going to ask him if he could talk about what it is that he does. And maybe we'll get into some, you know, 50 or 100 round methodology methodologies of practicing and training. Now, one last thing I want to mention before I conclude this episode is you may also want to look into some ammunition that's a little bit softer recoiling for practice, for especially practicing with your small guns, and even your concealed carry ammo. There are manufacturers that make what they call short-barreled ammunition for short-barreled guns, and you might want to think about that. Generally, the bullet weights are a little bit lighter. Uh, generally, they're not quite loaded quite as hot you know instead of using plus p when you carry your small guns maybe use standard pressure uh, or at least practice with some standard pressure ammo i have found that i really enjoy shooting the federal hst standard pressure ammunition i enjoy shooting it a lot more than the plus p and some of the ballistic testing that i've seen over the years that people have done the standard pressure Federal HST does pretty well. I think the standard pressure Spear Gold Dot does pretty well. The most important thing is quality hits quickly. And if you got real powerful plus P loads, but you can only shoot one every five seconds, uh, that might not be quite the most optical, 
uh, optical, <laughs> optimal setup. Would you agree? I, I think if you got some standard pressure loads or short-barreled pistol loads that are easy to shoot, I think you're going to be better served because you're probably going to have to shoot more than once. These days, that's the way it is. If one does the job, if it's a one-shot stop, okay, great. Hallelujah, that's that's excellent. With only one round, you got the bad guy to change his mind about trying to kill you. But I think that's more myth than reality. I think I think it takes more than one round, usually. And I think you need to be prepared. People make so much about, oh, I got all this extra capacity. Look at this. I got this 15-round magazine for my SIG P365. Again, that's fun, but... What do you think the chances are that you're going to need all 15 rounds in a self-defense gun use? Just do some study. Do some research. How often do you think you need 15 rounds, 17 rounds? Nice to have. Nice to have. And if you can regularly carry a gun with 15 to 17 rounds in it, great. That is one of the really cool things about the P365X Macro. Is it's not very big. It is bigger than the normal P365s and even a little bit bigger than the XL version. But, you know, for a 17-round gun, you know, how did SIG do that? How did they get 17 rounds into such a small magazine like that and, and fire it through such a small gun? That's pretty darn good. But still, it's, it's probably, when it comes to deep concealment, not the most optimal setup. It, it'd be a great backup magazine, It'd be a great spare magazine, a 17-round mag. I mean, that's great. But generally, you're going to have to win the fight with the magazine you got in the gun. Learn to win the fight with the magazine that you have in the gun. I'm a firm believer in that. You got 10 rounds, learn to win with 10 rounds. You got 5 rounds in a J-frame revolver, learn to win the fight with those 5 rounds. You got 7 rounds in a pocket 380. Win the fight with those seven rounds. Generally, you're not going to get a chance to reload that backup 17-round magazine. Okay, that's all I got to say about practicing and training with your small, concealed carry guns. I'd love to hear from you, your feedback. You can email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail, 210-646-1727. I'll play your message on the show, and I'll respond to it. If you want to respond on Facebook or on Twitter, I always put a feed for each of these episodes. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. If you're open for an interview on the Handgun World podcast, I'd be happy to do an interview with you. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about it before we do it and schedule it and, and set it up. But if you got some good ideas you want to share with people and you're not shy about it, well, get in touch, in touch with me and uh, let's do an interview. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day. And I promise I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.